You are listening to the First Baptist Church Podcast. My name is Joe Cooper and I am the worship leader at Morton First Baptist Church. We are a church that seeks to honor God through both our biblical songs and preaching and in everything that we do as a church. Now join us as we begin our worship service. song was perfect to go along with what we're talking about today as I encourage you to turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 8 look at verses 4 through 15 and we're talking about the heart and we'll call it in our sermon the ears of our heart uh, what we're able to hear what we're able to to not hear and we'll uh, we're talking about today the parable of the sower, as it is uh, generally called, e- even though you'll end up seeing that the sower uh, isn't necessarily all that important. He, he kind of is there in the beginning, but we don't talk about him so much. We talk about the seed, we talk about the soil, and, and some different se- uh, things that we uh, see in this. The question we're asking today is what happens when a crowd gathers to hear God's Word. Much like this morning, much like any other morning or in any other church in our community, when a crowd of people gathers to hear God's Word, what happens? That's what we're asking and answering today. If you would, read along with me in Luke chapter 8, beginning in verse 4. 
The Bible says, When a large crowd was coming together, and those from the various cities were journeying to him, he spoke by way of a parable. The sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell beside the road, and it was trampled underfoot, and the birds of the air ate it up. Other seed fell on rocky soil, and as soon as it grew up, it withered away because it had no moisture. Other seed fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up with it and choked it out. Other seed fell into the good soil and grew up and produced a crop of a hundred times as great. And he said these things, as he said these things, he will call out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Verse 9, the Bible says, His disciples began questioning Him as to what this parable meant. And He said to you, It has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to the rest it is in parables, so that seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. Now the parable is this, The seed is the word of God. Those beside the road are those who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away uh, the word from their heart so that they will not believe and be saved. Those on the rocky soil are those who, when they hear, receive the word with joy, and these have no firm root. Uh, they believe for a while, and in time of temptation fall away. The seed which fell among the thorns, these are the ones who have heard, and as they go on their way, they are choked with worries and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to maturity. But the seed in the good soil, these are the ones who have heard the word in an honest and good heart and hold it fast and bear fruit with perseverance. Father, we ask today that you help us to understand your word, that you give us ears to hear, that you let the seed of your word fall in our hearts this morning, and let our hearts be prepared and ready as good and honest hearts changed by the work of your Holy Spirit and ready to produce fruit. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. What happens when a crowd gathers to hear God's Word? What we see today is that there are actually four ways to hear God's Word this morning. In this room today, there will be four groups of people. There will be four ways uh, that you and I will hear uh, the Word of God this morning. And what we have to understand is that our ability to receive God's Word doesn't depend upon our brains, doesn't depend upon our, our IQ or how smart we are, anything like that, doesn't even necessarily depend upon our hearing doesn't necessarily depend upon our skills or our gifts or anything else about us. What it does depend upon is the ear of our heart, the condition of our heart, the way our heart is able to receive the Word of God. That's what it depends upon this morning. So depending upon the condition of your heart this morning, that will determine how you receive God's Word. It's not a question of whether or not you receive it. You're, you're going to, to get it. The seed will be cast. 
But the way you receive it and the way it changes your life depends all upon your heart. That takes a load off me as, as a preacher because it doesn't depend upon how uh, good I can deliver a sermon or how uh, funny I can tell a joke or, or how well I can speak or anything like that. My job as a preacher this morning is to cast out the Word of God and God takes care of the growth. That's how it ends up happening. Well, Jesus here, uh, as this large crowd gathered, the Bible says in verse 4 that he spoke by way of a parable. Now, what is a parable? If you think of a railroad track, uh, maybe a train coming through right now, but a railroad track that runs parallel, the, the two tracks run together there. And what a parable is, it is, it's a spiritual truth told by way of an earthly illustration is what it is. Jesus gives an earthly illustration that reflects uh, the spiritual truth. And these are called parables. Well, why did Jesus do this? Why, when this crowd gathered together, why didn't Jesus just say, okay, everyone who wants to be saved today, raise your hand. Uh, repeat a prayer after me, sign a card, everybody get in line over here if you want to be saved, if you want to go to heaven. Why didn't Jesus do something like that? Why did he instead speak by way of parable? Well, he gives us the reason in verse 10. If we'll go ahead and look in verse 10, uh, his disciples asked him, what does this parable mean? And here's how he responded in verse 10. He says, to you it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to the rest it is in parables. Why, Jesus? So that seeing they may not see and hearing they may not understand. Now Jesus is quoting from the Old Testament here in Isaiah chapter 6 verse 9 is, is what this quotation is from. And Jesus says the reason he is speaking in parables is because to some people they're able to hear and understand the Word of God while others it's complete foolishness to them. And they don't understand it and they don't grasp it. One person said it kind of like this, that which is plain to us may be in parable to others. So what we're understanding this morning is that in a room like this, in a crowd uh, such as this, to some people this morning, God's Word will make perfect sense. And it will click with you. And you'll understand it. And you'll, you'll see what God is talking about. And to other people, You'll leave here saying, well, what in the world was that about? I don't get it. It was something about seed, something about a guy, farmer, or sower, somebody going out to sow seed. And these are the two groups of people that Jesus is talking about. Jesus says himself that he conceals from some, but on the other hand, reveals to others. The reason Jesus speaks in parables is for that reason. Uh, that way some, it will be revealed and made plain, but to others, depending upon the condition of their heart, it will be concealed from them. Why? What's the purpose in this? You look in verse 11, and this is kind of the key text to the whole thing we're reading today, and Jesus kind of sums everything up and he says, now the parable is this, the seed is the word of God. 
So as we work our way through this today, here's what you have to, to understand is that the seed we're talking about is the Word of God. The soil that we're talking about are our hearts and the condition of our heart and ability to receive it. The sower would be the preacher or the Sunday school teacher or whoever it is that, that's putting the Word of God out there. That, those are the three things uh, we're looking at. The seed is the Word of God. The soil would be our heart. And the sower is the one who preaches the Word of God. With that in mind, we see four ways to hear this morning. The first way to hear, uh, you see it up on the screen, uh, the result of it is that the devil present, or prevents you from believing. Well, let's see what this means. This will be true of some of you uh, this morning. You look in verse 5 and we see this first way to hear. It says, The sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell beside the road, and it was trampled underfoot, and the birds of the air ate it up. Back then in that culture, they do things maybe a little bit differently than we do it now. The one sowing the seed would oftentimes have a pouch of seed, and he would broadcast it, which he would throw it out like this, and the seed would go wherever it would go. And they would come along later and then plow it. Uh, oftentimes today we'll plow first and then plant second. They would broadcast the seed first and then plow after that. Well, in between the time of the, the broadcasting the seed and the plowing, uh, some things might happen to that seed. There would sometimes even be roads back then going through uh, the fields, and that seems to be the case here. And it says some fell beside the road, and as people would walk on that road, that would often cut through the fields. Uh, the seed was trampled underfoot and the birds of the air would come down and they would eat it up. And Jesus gives this picture of the farmer doing this, throwing it out. That's what happens to the seed. It's there, it's trampled upon. And what doesn't get trampled upon, the birds of the air come down and they eat it up. And you say, well, what in the world does that have to do with anything? What does that have to do with us this morning as we sit here in the worship service? You remember the parable is a, an earthly illustration that reflects a spiritual truth. The earthly illustration is this farmer sowing the seed. What is the spiritual truth? Well, look in verse 12, and Jesus gives us the answer. He gives us the explanation. He says, Those beside the road are those who have heard. Then what happens? Then the devil comes, takes away the word from their heart, so that they will not believe and be saved. Jesus gives us a glimpse into the devil's work this morning. The devil and his minions are working against us this morning. The goal is that even though the Word of God is being preached, that the Word of God does not get into your heart. That, that, that's what's trying to be prevented this morning. Because what happens if the Word of God gets into your heart and you believe? Well, you'll be saved. Well, the enemy against us does not want that. So, so here is the work this morning. The Bible says, Jesus says, the devil comes and takes away the Word from their heart. That would have to include some of us this morning. 
You'll hear the Word of God. You'll sit here through the worship service. You'll hear preaching. But soon as we say amen at the end of the service and we leave, you forget everything that's about. You go eat lunch. You don't reflect back on anything that was uh, said this morning. Uh, a day from today, you don't even remember what the sermon was about. And I know you've had that experience before. I've had that experience but before where you've sat there and you hear the Word of God. Then you say, well, where in the world did it go? I don't even remember uh, what happened. That's the work of the enemy, Jesus shows us, to take away the word from the, the soil of our hearts precisely so that you will not believe and be saved. So he who has ears to hear this morning, hear this. There are some of you, and you are listening and hearing the word of God right now, but the devil is working against you to make you forget all about it. Don't be this person that leaves here and does not have the Word of God plant it firm in your heart. Don't let it be taken away. Because this morning, Jesus says if you believe, He will save you. But the work of the enemy is to take that Word away so that you will not believe and you won't be saved. This morning... There are those who are saved and those who are not saved. That's the only two ways that it can be. Be a believer this morning. Hear the Word of God. Trust Him and be saved. Well, that's the first option. That's the first way to hear. And it's not really a good way at all. You hear it, but then it goes away. It's trampled upon birds of the air. Snatch it away. The devil does something to, to, to make it go away from your mind. That is the first way to hear. What is the second way to hear this morning? The way to hear uh, secondly th this morning is found in verse 6. Jesus says, Other seed fell on rocky soil, and as soon as it grew up, it withered away because it had no moisture. Well, what is this way? What is this explanation? It's a hearing that believes, but then eventually leaves. You hear the Word of God, it kind of sticks for just a little bit. It's kind of like you, you throw something on the wall and it sticks for just a little while, but then after a while it loses its sticky and, and it falls to the ground. That's the way of hearing here. The seed is broadcast the Word of God is preached, and this seed falls uh, on soil that is rocky. The ground is, doesn't have very good depth to it. Uh, it's rocky, not a lot of good soil to it at all. So there are opportunities for, for this seed to spring up and to grow, but, but if it does, it doesn't have very uh, much to it at all. Jesus says it had no moisture, that there was nothing there uh, to keep it going. So keep in mind here, the first person who heard the Word of God and the devil took it away, they're not saved. This person uh, is not a saved person either. This is one who hears the Word, acts like they're believing. It's on the surface, but really there's nothing to it at all. Jesus explains that to us in verse 13. Those on the rocky soil are those who, when they hear... Receive the word with joy, and these have no firm root. They believe for a while, and in time of temptation, fall away. 
I know you've seen this a lot if you've been in church any amount of time. I've seen it a lot over the years. Folks that come in and hear the Word of God and yeah, they're just all about it and they're on fire for the Lord and then as time goes on, that flame kind of fans out and begins to wither away and then next thing you know, they're back to where they were and, and have nothing to do with the Lord, nothing to do with church or God's people uh, any longer. Something that springs up and it's just an on-the-surface kind, kind of thing. You can usually spot this kind of faith a, uh, a mile away. I, I remember in the church I grew up in, uh, kids would go to youth camp every year and it seems like the same kids will get saved every year. They'd come back and, and, and report it. They've been to youth camp for, for a week, and they'd get up and get, give testimony. And uh, you know, a few weeks later, that they were back to, to how they were. Then youth camp would come the next year, same kids. Oh, well, I didn't really get it last year. This year, I, I, I've really got it. It's that kind of thing. It's saying, uh, yeah, I, I want, want what Jesus is offering. I'm on fire for him. But there is no root, so it quickly goes away. This is a nominal, non-saving faith. The book of 1 John chapter 2, verse 19 talks about this kind of faith. John there says, Those who left, those who went out from us, uh, went out from us because they were never truly of us. It's too often the case that, that folks uh, make a declaration that they're following after Jesus only uh, to be nowhere to be found not much time later. Well, why, why does this happen? Why does this happen? Why does it seem like some people are just really following after Jesus and then all of a sudden they fade away? Well, Jesus says at the end of verse 13, they believe for a while and in time of temptation fall away. Just like a, a tree that doesn't have any strength to it at all, when a strong wind comes, it, it breaks. In the same way, if you have no root, if the Word of God is not actually taking root in your heart, when temptation comes, whatever that temptation is, whatever it is that tests you and tempts you uh, to pull you away from God's Word, when it comes, you immediately break and crumble and go back to how you used to be. Because there was nothing ever there to begin with. This is rocky soil. There is no depth to it. You act like you believe, but the fact of the matter is you end up leaving and it was never true faith to begin with. These aren't people. Make it be clear that these are not people who are saved for a little while and then lose it. These are people who never had genuine faith to begin with. This was a, a false faith. This was a, a belief in name only that had no genuineness to it whatsoever. That's the second way to hear this morning. There are some of you in here this morning that, that this will apply to. I don't know your heart. God knows your heart. And I know from the authority of God's Word that this will describe some of you all depending upon, uh, depending upon your heart condition. If you're facing temptation and you see that coming and you go away, understand that Jesus was talking about you here. Well, what about the third way to hear? What is the third type of way to hear the Word of God this morning? Well, you end up acting like you believe once again. You express some sort of faith, but then your faith gets choked out. Well, what does this look like? Well, let's look in verse 7. 
Jesus says, Other seed fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up with it and choked it out. So now it's the picture of the sower sowing the seed. Some of the seed falls over here by the thorns. There are thorns growing. The seed is growing, but over time the, the thorns overtake the seed and it chokes it out. So, so there again, it looks promising for a while. Looks like it's doing okay, but then something comes along and chokes it out. This is not a description of a saved person either. We, we have three... These first three ways of hearing uh, are descriptions of lost people and of false faith and, and of those who claim to be Christians but aren't Christians genuinely. Uh, this is no different here. This seed falls among the thorns. Thorns grow up and choke it out. Jesus gives us our explanation in verse 14. What is he talking about with this? Well, the seed which fell among the thorns. Once again, these are those, the ones who have heard. And as they go their way, they are choked with, listen to this, with worries and riches and pleasures of this life. Those are the thorns that choke out their faith. And it says, and bring no fruit to maturity. Hopefully you've seen so far, each time Jesus says, here's a description of those who have heard. And this happens. Here's another description of those who have heard. And this happens. Here are ones who have heard, but then they go about their life. Things start to come up. They start to experience worry. They start to worry about money. They start to worry about pleasures in life. And these things slowly start creeping in. And before you know it, they have a stranglehold on your faith and they choke it out and it proves your faith to not be genuine. This is a faith that looks real, but ends up dying. They're choked out with the worries and with riches and with pleasures. I want you to consider this morning, what is the reason that our lives aren't only filled with pleasure? Have you ever thought about that? Why doesn't God just allow our lives to be happiness all the time, pleasure all the time? Why doesn't He allow, allow us all to be rich and just have everything we want? Why, why doesn't God do that? Because according to His Word here, pleasure is the very thing that can choke the Word of God out of your heart. Have you ever thought about that? Pleasure and riches and stuff and being worried and oh, is my, my, my doctor's appointment going to turn out okay? Am I going to be able to, to pay the bills? Is such and such going to happen with my kids? What's going to happen at work? All these different things. When, when they creep into your life, they choke out your faith. Or if you're living in pleasure and you're just out doing whatever you want to all the time and, and you know life's good and I, I'm enjoying it every weekend and I'm doing all these things. I've got my group of friends together and we're always doing these things. Now the Bible says that will choke out your faith too. Worry and riches and pleasure choke it out and bring no fruit to maturity. Again, this is a description of some of us this morning. There may be things in your life right now that you're going through and you're dealing with and you know that it's pushing you away from God just a little bit. 
but you can't help but to worry. You can't help but, but to, to seek a little more money. You can't help but to wonder what tomorrow's going to hold. You can't help but, but to wonder what your test result is going to be. Or, or you can't help but to think that surely God would want you to have this pleasure and that pleasure and this thing and that thing. And you can see that it's choking you a little bit. You can feel it, but you turn a blind eye to it and try not to worry with it. But Jesus says if you, if you let that stuff continue, it's going to prove your faith uh, to be a false faith. And when it gets choked out, you can understand it was never a true faith to begin with. Some of us this morning, we don't grow in Christ because we're not truly in Christ. We don't have God's Word. We don't abide in it because there is no root and because we're letting all these other things take root in our life. Some of us in this room surely are in the description of these first three. Those who hear, but it's taken away. Or we hear and we're tempted and we fall apart. Or we hear and things seem to be going good, but things start to get tough and life chokes us. And then we fall away. But I hope and I pray this morning that this fourth way to hear is the description of you this morning. What is the fourth way to hear? Jesus says in verse 8, Other seed fell into the good soil and grew up and produced a crop a hundred times as great. So this last way, this last place that the seed falls onto is a place of good soil. And the seed grows and it produces a crop a hundred times as great. Bountiful, plentiful, fruitful. Jesus describes it in verse 15. He lets us know exactly what he means by it. He says, but the seed in the good soil, again, these are those ones who have heard the word, in an honest and good heart and hold it fast and bear fruit with perseverance. You see the difference in this one and the other three. The other three either were taken away, fell apart, were choked out, but this way, this one perseveres. No matter what. No matter what comes your way, no matter what you're dealing with, this one perseveres. And hear me when I say that perseverance in the faith is the evidence for genuine saving faith. It's not how often you come to church. It's not how much money you put in the offering plate. It's not how loud you can say amen or, or, or sing the songs. It's none of that. The evidence of genuine saving faith is that you persevere in the faith. Jesus says in Matthew 24, 13, He who endures to the end shall be saved. You are called this morning to fight and to persevere and to continue on and not let the pleasures and the worries of this life choke out your faith. And to not let the devil steal away the Word of God. To not uh, live in such a way where you have no root and when the first temptation comes along, you fall and crumble to pieces. You are called to persevere no matter what struggle comes your way. No matter what 
worry presents itself, no matter what temptation or test stands before your eyes, you are called to persevere. And when you persevere to the end by the grace of God, that is evidence that you had the, the right and genuine thing from the very beginning. You see, I, I don't know who is truly saved and who's, who's not. The only way to know for sure is to lift your eyes in the end and see who's still standing. Because we can live lives that look genuine, but they're not. We can have some sort of fruit that resembles fruit, but, but really it amounts to nothing. We can live a Christian life for a while, acting like we're on fire for the Lord, and, and, and then uh, fall away. The only way to know for sure when you look at others is when you look up at the end. Who is still standing? Who hasn't fallen away? Who hasn't given in to temptation? Now, that doesn't mean you won't get knocked down. That doesn't mean it's not going to be a knockdown, drag-out fight for the rest of your life, because it is. But genuine faith will sustain you. Jesus will sustain you through that. And in the end, through perseverance, by His grace and the work of the Holy Spirit, you will still be standing. So what's the application today? Jesus tells us at the end of verse 8, says, As He said these things, He would call out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. You see, this morning we are literally living this passage of Scripture out. The Word of God is being cast out into the field. Hearts all around the room this morning. The seed is cast. There will be some hearts uh, uh, where it will be in a place where the seed is trampled upon. The birds of the air will take it away. Other hearts this morning... It'll be on rocky soil, no moisture, there's no root. It'll be taken away. Others, you'll hear the Word of God this morning and you'll hear just like everybody else, but eventually, because of everything else that's happening in your life, it's going to get choked out and it will fall away. This morning, if you have ears to hear, hear what the Word of God says. Hold on fast. Trust in Him. Trust in the One who went to the cross to pay for your sin, to die in your place, be buried, rose again the third day, and now cause you to trust in Him, to turn from sin and believe upon Him, and trust and believe and have that faith that perseveres, that withstands the storm, and that in the end looks up and says, I'm still standing not because of my strength, but because of the One who is strong in me, Jesus Christ.